0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Love of the Star podcast. I am one half of this show. Bobby Belt, Dallas was insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, the radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. Joined, as always, by Brian Broaddus, former Super Bowl-winning NFL scout and co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105 through The Fan in Dallas, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday, and also uh, part-time color commentator for the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Brian, I know you were, you were in Denver, got, got to be right up close for that game. Did that make up at all for a little bit of your FOMO about missing the last week of Oxnard practice?
2: It only intensified it, I think, (laughs) because I saw the guys out there warming up before. I saw the crew of Dak and CD and them throwing routes and stuff, and I'm thinking, man, I need to be going to these practices, these joint practices they're having. But I think when you look at overall uh, me being there, yeah, it would be fun, but I think they accomplished what they wanted to on this trip. I know it was a loss, but I think they accomplished what they wanted to on Thursday with the practice with their veterans and then getting some young guys some some game action last night. And so the score didn't reflect how they played. The penalties and stuff were awful. I know we'll get into that, but there was some really good individual effort and I'm not trying to blow smoke and sunshine up everybody's butt right now. <laughs> But just watching the game and calling the game with Brad, there were some things I noticed that were that were really kind of positive. And, you know, there's other things that they're clearly going to need some work on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that there was a, a lot of good, a lot of bad. I think the main bad, obviously, that everybody's talking about coming out here, you referenced there is the penalties. We'll get into that on its own topic sort of a uh, little bit later here. Uh, let, let's, let's start a little more negative, then we can go positive so that we end this segment on a positive note. Uh, First couple guys that stand out to me as as having issues in this game, I mean, the obvious one is Nashawn Wright. Nashawn Wright had a lot of trouble, and I thought a lot of times he was in decent position. He was just not able to finish plays. They picked on him a little bit. From my count, it was seven receptions, 119 yards, and a touchdown allowed in the first half. Rough day for him, but I didn't think it was just a complete lack of ability. I just thought he was you know, just a, a tick off in coverage a lot of the time.
2: Cowboy fans don't want to hear me say this, but he's practiced very well. And there's people that went after me a little bit on Twitter for saying that. And, you know, I get it. You know, you talk about the Allen Iverson, his practice, you know, why can't he do it in the game? Nation Wright, in practice, his technique has been really good. Eyes were good. Positioning was good. Finish was good. He had some trouble in that game yesterday where I felt like it kind of snowballed on him a little bit. Yeah, You know, he gives up a pass and now he's kind of, oh, okay. But when I called the play and then I called the replay, it was, man, his eyes were in a bad spot. Man, if he would have just got his head around a little bit quicker. Hey, if he would have read the route a little bit cleaner from the start. You know, these are things that, if you're physically not good enough, you could tell that. But I've seen him in those practices cover the CD Lambs of the world and the Noah Browns and guys like that that were kind of heaping a lot of praise on, Semi Fajoko. You know, I've, I've seen him cover those guys. In that game yesterday or on Saturday, excuse me, uh, I felt like that he went backwards a little bit on his technique and it cost him. And I, I believe that when Joe Witt and Al Harris sit down with him and point out, listen, this is how you have to position yourself. This is where your eyes need to be. This is where you have to keep your off hand. You know, this is how you have to track the ball. And that's all correctable. So I'm not really worried about right in that way because I've seen him, no pun intended, I've seen him do it the right way. And that's the thing that I'm going to – now, if we get into more of these preseason games next week against the Chargers and then later with the Seahawks, and we still continue to see the same problems, then you're you're not gonna see him play. Because you can't put the guy out there if if he's gonna play with, with bad eyes and bad technique.
1: Yeah, and and I think that like like you mentioned there, there there's a lot of correctable stuff I think that we saw. Um and even even in those moments where where he maybe wasn't at his best. He was still making – you were still seeing positive aspects of – like him making the wrap-up tackle in the open field, I think, on that third yeah. straight catch he allowed. That, that was a really good play to set up uh, third and short, and ultimately they get a turnover on downs there. A um, couple other guys who were, were pretty tough, I think, for me yesterday. Cooper Rush was really not good at all. Um, he looked a little rattled at times, seemed like, you know, he 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 was feeling the rush a little bit, uh, no pun intended. I thought Aviante Collins, Josh Ball, I think they struggled a lot in pass protection. Run blocking as a whole I think was pretty good, but the the pass protection was rough from the backup tackles. And then the guy that I don't think has gotten – there hasn't been a lot of talk about his performance, but I thought it was a really disappointing day from Jalen Tolbert.
2: Yeah, and let's start on that one if we could. Yeah. I'm interested to see the tape – Because I felt like there was a couple of times where balls came his direction going inside, and instead of being physical and extending and going and getting the football, he crumpled. His legs got weak. His base got weak. his, His ability to extend got weak, and it allowed him to be defended well. And I felt like there was a couple of times where that happened. He he made, a uh, I know, a catch across the middle and, and was able to extend and, and, you know, get up the field. But when they really needed him, you know, running those inside routes, boy, I felt he was just not nearly strong enough to go say, hey, that's my football. I'm going to get that ball. I mean – you saw that last night from the Bronco receivers, especially with Rippin in there, throwing it. Yep. You know, hinting in those guys, they they went in there and got that football. They weren't gonna let the Cowboy corners cover them. And I felt like with Tolbert, his first NFL experience, it was a little bit of like, oh, I'm not too sure I need to be in here doing this kind of a thing. So yeah. That was just an observation from the press
1: box. Yeah, and I, I think that this is a dirty descriptor, and you don't want to saddle a guy with this if it's not completely fair. I it was the first game. But for one play, when he dropped that pass on third down, yeah. it, it felt a little like, I don't want to get hit. It felt like he pulled back yeah. and, and pulled his – he alligator-armed it a little bit, and then he can't do that. I used that. the word crumpled because
2: I yeah. felt like his whole body went weak. I felt yes. like his base, his upper body, his shoulders – the extending of his hands, everything just went weak. And it was like, okay, I'm going to, it's, it's kind of like when you're, you know, I'm one of my favorite sports is auto racing and you see these drivers when they know they're going to get hit and get wrecked, they let go of the steering wheel and they just kind of, they kind of cover up, you know, and just let them get banged around a little bit. Kind of felt like that he let go of the steering wheel and, and kind of got banged around a little bit and, and it, it resulted in a negative play. Before we jump
1: over to some more, uh, some of the more positive performances, anybody else stand can out I, and can use Can I say something real quick about those yeah. offensive tackles? Yeah, yeah, jump on it.
2: Yeah, Ball played the entire game, basically, I felt like until they moved Alicone over there and, and, yeah. and he got opportunity. So I, with Ball, was it pretty all the time? No. Was it better than I thought it was going to be? I would say so. He got beat one time inside pretty bad, and that's just, again, the lack of power you see sometimes with him. On the corner, he, you know, I'm going to say, and I'm not making excuses for the guy because I throw a ton of dirt on him, I feel like, a lot of the time. He he played a ton of snaps, and all of a sudden he got tired, and his technique just went completely out the window. And it became, okay, how do I survive? And, you know, he just wasn't conditioned to play an NFL game. And he played a lot of snaps. But I'd say there were some good things he did. I'm saying the running game, he wasn't terrible. You know, maybe the film will show that I'm wrong about that. But I felt like all five of those guys, when they wanted to run the ball, they were pretty effective doing it.
1: Run blocking was good. The pass broke. Yeah, the
2: the penalties is what kind of set this team back when it came to trying to get any rhythm. But the focus on ball – a lot of snaps. Grade the good snaps. You also have to grade the poor snaps. I didn't think he was the biggest liability last night at all, though. I really didn't.
1: Yeah, No, and I guess the the one where it stood out to me, the, like the lack of power, I don't know if you recall the play. I think it was a fourth down play where they got hit with a twist on the left side, and Tyler yeah, Smith and, they, and Josh yeah. Ball, they were double teaming it, and yeah. Tyler Smith left to go pick up the, the rusher right. coming inside, and as soon as Tyler Smith left, Josh Ball lost, and, yeah. and the rusher was able to get free, and And break up the play. And that was one where the the power really stood out to me as as lacking. If we want
2: to talk about. Bobby, if he's going to lose, it's going to be because of power. Yes. Or lack lack of.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. Every time or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at eBaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Yes, that's a, that that's I think exactly the way to describe it. Um when we talk about the good, I think it's gotta begin up front. Like to me, the best football player on this team last night was Duran Bland. I thought Duran Bland, the, the fifth round pick, the the cornerback, he played incredibly well and and not just with you know not just in coverage I thought he he played with you know really good instincts in the run game in a couple instances I thought that his coverage was really good his technique looked solid he looked you know just sound all the way across the board I think we saw last night in game reps what it is we've heard so much from this team about what they like about him
2: Yeah I what, I was really impressed with Bobby and I was watching him you know that first play balls thrown to the outside and he is driving I mean in a hurry yep I thought he did a great job I'm using the word great because I really do believe it a great job of seeing the play and what was going to develop in front of him and his ability to come forward and tackle and be that guy I I think that says a lot and then you watch him Throughout the game, when he's in there, he's playing in the slot. Yep. And I'm thinking, oh, we got one of these guys. You know, a little bit like what we get with Anthony Brown, that ability to play on the outside and then also play in the slot. And he made several plays out of the slot. I, th- these young guys, if they could see it and they react and they finish – He's going to find himself playing on Sundays for this football team, yeah, because coaches you know if coaches look at that and they go, "Oh, okay, well there's some there's some football intelligence, there's some instinct. Oh, look at that finish. Oh, there's some physicality there." I would say that he was the one guy on defense, and there were several on defense. I felt like that it stood out uh, individually that that made plays that that got them. That got them noticed.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. I think the next area when you talk about defensive players standing out, I thought it was nice to see the interior defensive line picking up from what we had seen in practice. I think that they showed up in a big way for much of the night. Neville Gallimore, Tristan Hill, Quentin Bohanna, all guys who were, were making splashy plays. When we talk about a guy like Bland where it's you know uh, a guy who we were starting to see what we had heard the coaching staff tell us about from practice. I think another guy who was that guy for me last night was Dennis Houston. Houston had just one catch for 18 yards, but I think you saw, you know, he had that one where Cooper Rush sailed it far right on uh, a uh, a third down play. Third but, down. I
2: mean, he runs a great route, and Cooper Rush has got plenty of time. Yep. Pocket, you know, front of the pocket, clean edge, taken care of. That's a pitch and catch on an out that 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 was going to finish two yards beyond the sticks for a first down and Cooper Rush just completely panicked on the play yeah and Houston did the best he could to get downhill and try and get the ball but you know as you mentioned the pass was just nowhere in the same area code
1: that's one of those routes that I think you notice a lot of times younger players struggle with is that comeback route where they're they're aggressively selling the vertical and then they're able to put on the brakes and come back and get that separation and he did Everything right on that route when he had the in breaking route that picked up another first down. I think you saw some of the clean route running that they really like about him.
2: Yeah. You mentioned that route, Bobby, the one that they missed on Cooper Rush on the, you know, for the third down. Yep. That usually young receivers run that route too short. He makes the catch, but he's a yard short because he didn't get the proper depth. That's what your sources have been telling you all about Houston. The route running, the football intelligence. Right The ability to be told one time and get it right. Yep. And he was beyond the sticks. Cooper Rush, veteran quarterback. Terrible throw. Got to be better on those throws. But
1: there is something that you can evaluate there and say, when Dak Prescott's in the game, Okay, Dak Prescott's going to hit that throw, we trust. So, okay, yeah. here's a guy in Dennis Houston who knows how to run that route, is in the right position, runs it really efficiently, does a good job selling the vertical route, does a good job putting on the brakes, coming back to the ball. Getting past the sticks. Yeah, that's a yeah. big That's a big part route of it. Route
2: depth. I mean, that's important. Route depth in that situation is important.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and then just a, a couple okay. others uh, before we transition over yeah. here. Uh, I thought the running game was really good. All the backs, Dowdle, Davis, Shamplin, yeah. I thought they were good. And I thought the young tight ends, Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot, looked really, really good to me yesterday. They sure did.
2: They sure did. And if I could throw – there's this kid that I didn't know very much beforehand, and you try and watch him because he doesn't get a lot of opportunity in practice. Story Jackson was the one – I thought there was a couple of different times. I know one time in the hole he avoided a block, came up, made a hit on the ball carrier right there at the line of scrimmage. There was a couple of different times where I noticed him getting out of piles, where he was uh, finding the football, getting over, physically finishing, wrapping up, uh, tip of the cap. Because there's some guys that don't get a lot of work at practice. You know, you don't, you just don't see him out there on the field. Ben DiNucci, let's be honest, Ben DiNucci doesn't get many two-minute drive opportunities. Nope. You know, but the ones that don't get those opportunities show up, and again, tip of the cap to Story Jackson for what he was able to do.
1: Yeah, I think Story Jackson is a guy who who flashed for sure and and showed a good ability to kind of like dip the blocks and and get to the ball, and, and so that was exciting. And also, as I've already said, I think a guy who had a great night last night was Will Greer, and that's just because of how terrible Cooper Rush was. I
2: tell you what, <laughs> that was um, if you can ever benefit from not playing a game. Will Greer clearly won that one last night. (laughs) Uh, You're listening to The
1: Love of the Star. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.